Um, so as I was saying, Ankel was preaching on this a couple of weeks ago. In the, in the Gospels, there's three accounts of this same event here. After the feeding of the 5,000, you have one in Mark 6, John 6 in here, in Matthew 14. And Ankel at that time was preaching, and he was talking about fear and how that we all go through troubles and trials and difficulties in life. We have all our different fears, whether it is sick, sick loved ones or our own, own, own illnesses, or whether someone has died in our family, or whether um, maybe you have financial difficulties, even the small things in life that you find difficult day in, day out. There is storms in our lives. And as he pointed out at that time, the answer to our fears, the answers to our problems, is looking to Jesus Christ. Verse 27 that we read, um, this, is what, this is what he said was the answer. But straight away Jesus spake unto him, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. I think this is a wonderful verse in Scripture. I really, I really enjoy it, and I think it's wonderful, and it's a blessing to our hearts as we think about it and, and study it, um, about the Savior coming near in our times of difficulties. And as I said, we all have storms, but it's nice to know as, a, as believers, as Christians, we all have a saviour who comes near in our times of trouble. And it may not seem so, seem so because as, as Ankel again was talking last, last time, he, the time he, a couple of weeks ago, he said that Jesus was on the mountain, but he still was watching over them. He, he could see them where he was praying. But here he comes with a word of encouragement to them, a word of blessing. And he says, be of good cheer, be happy. And again, as we're thinking about there in Ecclesiastes, to be go to the house of mourning, it's better than going to the house of feasting. And it's kind of nearly like the opposite way around as we would imagine naturally. Jesus comes to them in the middle of the storm after they're full of fear and he says, be happy, be of good cheer. And in the middle of our storms and difficulties and trials, we can have joy because we know we have the Lord Jesus Christ present with us. And it's a blessing to have such a wonderful saviour as is here in the verse number 27, because it says, I am here, it is me, it is I. Don't be afraid, but rather be of good cheer. But then, as I saying, how can this actually be? Can we do this in our life? Well then, the Holy Ghost here slots in these three verses from 28, or four verses from 28 to 31. And he gives us this example of how this can be in life. And he, and he gives us an example of Peter and how he overcome his fears this day on the sea. So this is what I want to speak on, and this is um, if we take if we look verse twenty eight, we'll see Peter's answer to his problems. The psalmist tells us tells us when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And we we'll see here that Peter had faith. This is the first thing we see is Peter's faith in the Lord Jesus. He had faith amidst his fears. And verse 28 tells us that um, Peter says, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come, that is Jesus said, come. Now Peter had exactly the same fear as everybody else. He, he wasn't less fearful. He wasn't the only one sitting in the boat saying, well, I'm trusting God here. And I'm not afraid. I'm just, I'm happy to be here because Jesus told me, go to the other side. I believe in his word. I'm not afraid, but the rest were, but I'm not. That's not what it says, because you read there in verse number, uh, verse 26, 
It says at the end of that verse, and they cried out for fear. It doesn't say, and they, apart from Peter, cried out for fear. It says they all cried out. So Peter was afraid too, but now we see a drastic change in, in tune for Peter because now he, instead of crying out in fear, he's now crying out in faith to God, to Jesus. He says to him, as we read in 28, Lord, if it's you, let me come. Let me come out to meet you. And Jesus says, that's okay, you come. Come, Peter. And then read on, verse number 29. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And what a wonder, wonder this actually is, because Peter wasn't any... Peter hadn't a great skill in walking on water. He was no better at walking on water than I am. Um, we all know that if we jumped out of a boat, none of us would walk in the water, and nor could Peter. But he obviously then had his faith. He had his faith in the Lord Jesus because he could see, for one, that Jesus was walking in the water, and he had faith that if he put his faith in Jesus Christ, he could go and he could walk as well. And he got down out of the boat. And to be honest, if we actually take time to think of it for ourselves, how... How ludicrous for a start, but how amazing this actually is that in the middle of a raging storm, Peter actually got out of a boat. This is real. This is not just a a pretend story. This actually happened that this fisherman jumped out of the boat in the middle of a storm. And that shows us Peter's faith in Jesus Christ because he had his faith in the master of the sea. It wasn't difficult for Jesus to walk in the water. He is God and he walked in the water because he is God. But Peter didn't. Peter walked on the water because he had his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're told, Peter, or Paul tells us, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And he had his faith. And it wasn't ungrounded faith because he had asked permission. He had asked Jesus, can I come out? And he said, come. So he came upon Christ's invitation to come out. So now what he once feared, he feared the waves and he feared these waves once was threatening his life. Now was his pathway to Jesus Christ. And instead of it being his fear, he now had faith in Jesus Christ. And as he was walking out, we can see that he had great faith. And as the hymn says, anywhere with Jesus, I can safely go. Whether that is something that seems ridiculous to others, ludicrous to someone else. Maybe the disciples around him says, what are you thinking, Peter? I don't know. But... We can have faith in our God because he is a mighty God. And if we have our faith in him, we can do great things for God. And if you could apply it to our lives as Christians, maybe there's something that God is asking you to do. I don't know what that could be. Whether it is simply to have put your faith in me, well, put your faith in him today and let him take control of your situations. But maybe someone else, maybe God is asking you to do a particular work, maybe here in the church, Maybe there's been a burden in your heart to do something for God, but you're maybe afraid to say, well, I couldn't do that. I would find that really difficult. Or maybe you're thinking in the prayer meeting, you're looking to pray publicly, and you're like, well, what would happen if I opened my mouth? Maybe I would stumble. And God wants you to get out of your boat, um, proverbially, to jump out of your boat, your safe place. You say, well, I'm safe here, sitting, uh, hiding among everybody else. I, I'll just pray inside. Or maybe there's something else. Maybe I don't want to go knock that man's door and invite him to church because maybe he'll shout at me. Get, just get out of your boat, even though it might seem ridiculous. But if you know God has called you, you go to where Jesus is because there's safety there. Because who, who 
who would you ra- who would you rather be at this time? Would you rather be one who is fe- in fear and trembling, or one who is actually experienced in their walk with God? As you can go out and you have this experience, as Peter had of walking on the water, so to speak, something that seems so difficult and hard to do, you can you can overcome that by faith in Jesus Christ. But the next thing we see is about Peter is that he was a wee bit like the waves and at times Peter can be up and down. So one minute Peter had great faith because he jumped out of the boat but as we read on and we'll read on um, verse 30 but when he saw the wind boisterous he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried saying Lord save me. So we had Peter had his faith, but now he has his, has had his doubts. We had his faith amid his fears, but now we'll have fears amid faith. And Peter is up and down here. And we see that when once he had faith, now his fears creep in. Because before he had his eyes on Jesus Christ, but now he has, faith, he has his eyes placed upon his circumstances. And there was no reason to doubt, because he had proved Jesus already. He had walked, he had been walking, because it says there in verse number uh, 20, 29 that he walked on the water. There was no doubt in the fact that he had walked already. And if he had walked already, there was no need to fear that he could walk even further. He had no need to fear the waves, because he had been walking over them already. But instead of keeping his eye upon Jesus, looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he took his eyes off Jesus and he looked at circumstances. And how often we can do that. Even when we do step out in faith, we still have our doubts. But we've no need to doubt, because Jesus is the one who blesses us. And we may fear in stepping out, as I've said to you before, as I've said, but maybe in prayer. Maybe you do have that fear. If you do pray, you'll stumble, as Peter here did here. He stepped out and he did fall. And, but I think, there's blessed, I think there's a word of encouragement for us here, even if that is our mindset. And if we read on, I think this is where I find encouragement in this whole thing. So, we say, so Peter was sinking, and he cried out, Lord, save me. But in verse 31 it says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? So Jesus had come to him and said, You had a little faith, but you didn't need to doubt. But... At the same time, he, Peter had put his faith in Jesus and he was in the centre of God's will. And he did lose his faith for a moment in Jesus and he said he began to sink. And I know for the people here who jump in the harbour, who jump, um, jump over the wall for a bit of fun, what actually happens when they hit the water, they just go down and they sink down. Straight into the water. If you get a stone and you put the stone in the water, it just sinks. It doesn't begin to sink. You know, when did you ever see a man sort of slowly go down into the water? He usually just goes straight down. But here we see that Peter began to sink. And God was still holding him up. Now he was showing him that, yes, he had lost his faith, but God had still him in his hand. And he give him the opportunity to cry out in faith and he did. He cried out to God for help because who else can help us? So before the, if he didn't just, doesn't just say here Peter immediately sank to the bottom of the ocean 
while Jesus began to save him. It says that while he began to sink, Jesus immediately caught him by the hand. And that is encouragement for us. Even if we do step out in God's will, God will help us. Even if we do have, if we do take our eyes off him, God still has us by the hand. And what a blessing that is, because now as we see what further encouragement I seen from this was that, again, who would you rather be? Would you rather be the disciples still in the boat, still safe, but who's safer at this time? Apart from Peter, who is now in safe in the arms of Jesus, because he is, he was sinking, God took him by the hand, and now where was he? He was in the arms of Jesus himself, and the boat, yes, is made to... to to float, but all no boats can sink. But who's but if we're safe in the arms of Jesus, no man can pluck us out of God's hand. If we have our faith in Him, if we're in the centre of God's will, even if we have our doubts amidst, amidst our faith, God will still keep us safe and will still have us in His arms. But I think here then there's there's a application to the unbeliever as well, and I wouldn't want to go past without saying someone to hear is who hasn't have, does not have their faith in Jesus Christ. And we can apply from some of these words of a wonderful, how wonderful our Saviour is. So if you look there in verse number 30, that as Peter was sinking in the water, so too is anyone here who is not saved, they are sinking in their sin. And they're sinking to rise no more. They're going to be going down and sinking down and down and down. But God has given you this opportunity to call out to him in faith. And if there's anybody here not saved, you don't have a long time. You have a short time to call out to Jesus Christ. Because when you call out to Jesus Christ in faith, and you just say to him simply, Lord, save me, there is salvation for you. Immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand I was sinking deep in sin, sinking to rise no more, overwhelmed by guilt within. Mercy, I did implore. I cried out for mercy. Then the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. Christ my Savior lifted me, now safe am I. And that can be your testimony today if you have not your faith in Jesus Christ. Put your faith in him. Call out to him today for salvation because he won't. He says, I will, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. He will immediately stretch forth his hand and catch you as a brand from the burning, pull you out of that great danger that you're in and bring you to salvation and save you and bring you to heaven with him at the last. But I'd like to finish up here this morning just to say a little to the believer is be encouraged even in your times of difficulties and in your troubles and in your trials and in your times of testing because we can, as we go to have our faith in Jesus Christ. What's that mean to us? We look to him and say, God is love. Or Emmanuel, God with us. We look and we see that God is love. And even if he brings us trials and tribulations to us, even if we have these difficult times, yet God is in charge. God is sovereign over all things. And he is God with us. Emmanuel, God right by our side. And we can have encouragement through this life that as we remember that Yes, we have our difficulties, but God has brought me here and his grace is sufficient. His grace is what we need and he will give it to us. He will not hold us back. He will not, give, he will not let us sink. But rather, 
In our troubles and trials, oftentimes we have a clearer and better view of Jesus Christ. In the other account in Mark, in Mark chapter 6, we have this interesting wee detail at the end. Because when Jesus says there in uh, Mark 6, 51, and he went up onto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. So these disciples, they had just seen 5,000 be fed from two small fish and five loaves. What a wonderful miracle that was. But it says here, their heart was hardened. So sometimes in what you'd say, the great experiences in life, sometimes we don't learn the lessons we need to learn. Sometimes instead of um, encouraging us in our walk with God, it can harden our hearts. But God, Jesus knows exactly what we need. It, what we need. And after this, straight after this miracle of the loaves, God knew that these disciples needed to go through a difficult time, a hard time, a heart of storm and a heart of trouble and trial and fear. Because afterwards, they were sore amazed beyond measure and wondered. And at the end of our passage here, it says, Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. So now they have taken their eyes, their hard hearts have now been melted, their eyes have been taken off themselves, off their troubles and trials, and they now can see Jesus more clearly than they ever have done before. They have now their faith in Jesus Christ, and they can see him maybe in a way that they hadn't to this point seen, because now they can say, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And now they see him as God the Son, the wonderful Saviour that he is, because he has saved them, he has given them victory over their troubles and trials. And in Job chapter 42 Chapter uh, 5, it says there, whenever, after Job had went through his awful troubles and trials, after his children had died, after he went through his great illness, now we can see what he, has, he says here. At the end of the whole thing, when God has come to him, his troubles and trials have come to an end, almost. We see here in verse number 5, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. So in the good times... He had heard with his ear, and God said of Job that he was a perfect man, he eschewed evil. It's not that he was a, uh, he was a, a novice in the things of God, but he was a great, thing, great man in the things of God. But Job says, I had heard with the hearing of the ear, but now, he says, but now mine eye seeth thee. After his troubles and trials, he has a clearer vision of Jesus Christ. And that too can be our case as well, that whatever troubles and trials we have today, we should look up to Jesus Christ in faith, because in him we have kind of victory over our troubles and trials, and take encouragement that through our troubles and trials, God can actually give us victory, and let us see a clearer view of him. Um, maybe we'll pray.